0: Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another episode of Out The Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We are here for episode 40. Big ups, big ups to all of the listeners that have been following the show, whether you listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts that you're finding Out The Box Talks. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to ask you to continue to listen. Um, so today, as I said, episode 40, we have another special guest. It's actually a duo, a group. It's been a little while since I've had a group on the show. So I'm really excited. This group really represents what I strive to promote here at Out The Box in terms of you know, artists who produce thought-provoking content and just good quality hip-hop. Like, this group embodies that. Their name, it just stands out as well, right? Like, they make good hip-hop, they make good music, and they're known as the good people. (laughs) So I have the pleasure of having them on the show today. They hail from New York, you know, currently residing in New York. And um, they put out a project earlier this year. Actually not too earlier, not too long ago. It's called The Starting Five Project with MC's Horror City, Carter P, and Quentin Gilmore. They put out a project last year called Good For Nothing. Previous years they had a summer EP and then in 2012 they started out with their Gone For Good album. So This is a group that's been consistent over the past few years. And like I said, I I really enjoy their music. I got wind of them probably sometime last year. So I'm really excited to talk to them on the phone today. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to our Out The Box Talks listening audience, Brother MC and Brother Saint of the good people. Welcome to Out The Box.
1: Talks. thank you thank you one and all hey. so happy to be oh. here oh, stop good. it guys
0: stop it stop it Sit down, <laughs> Sit down. what's <laughs> good man what's it's up? a pleasure to have y'all i i i, I feel like yeah. my intro was a little long-winded but I, I i feel like you guys deserved it but uh how are you guys happy, doing i think so. i think so too what's going <laughs> on um we're yeah. good
1: we are the good people i'm mski Ms. and i am saying that's that's right, yeah, and um,
2: um, yeah, 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 we've been around
1: since we've been <laughs> around since 2007. Um, if you want to take it all the way back to the beginning, uh, but you know what? Actually, I'll let you conduct the interview. I, you ask the questions, and we'll answer them. How about that?
0: You good, brother? <laughs> we'll keep it flowing. No worries at all. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, familiar with you guys. Not prior to 2019, but I, I want to say the first time I heard you all. It just brought me back to a sound that I I was used to coming up, you know, in the 90s. And your music is just so refreshing. The sound, the message, the lyrics. Before we tap into the sound, I want you to give the listeners out there some insight on how both of you guys came together and your origins with regards to hip-hop. Saint, you want (laughs) to hear? Saint always... Handles our history.
1: So, okay, well, yeah. beautiful. Ahead, I like to,
0: that.
2: To go back, to, yeah, to go back to how we met. Um, I was at a label called Seven Heads, uh, which is a reputable underground label back in the yes. early 2000s, late 90s, in, uh, from Brooklyn. And um, I was working on uh, an album actually. After I just left the label, uh, I was going to work on a solo album, and uh, I was a big fan of the Underground Railroad, where M was a DJ at. Uh, so I reached out to him, this was back in like 2005, and um, I asked him if he uh, if he can get on something with, uh, maybe put some cuts on a track that I was working on. So he was like, yeah, sure. So he came through, uh, I was living in Long Island at the time, and uh, he he put some cuts down on a track called These Times, and he was he told me, you know, I rhymed too. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. He was like, yeah, so he put some verses down on it, and I mean, right there, it was like, we had this like, chemistry. We banged out two songs that day. We, uh, and then another one called uh, Problems, uh, which if you go back to our first album, those songs were on there. And those are the first two songs we ever made. And just like right there, we just knew we were like on the same page. And it seemed like mm-hmm. every weekend we were just kind of, he was, he, was, he was like hopping on the train, coming out to Long Island, and uh, yep. just started working on music. And then, uh, you know, it just formed that, that friendship that we have. Um, yep. So the, the, the chemistry from day one.
0: Dope, dope, dope. That's good to hear, man. Oh, so you guys definitely have a history going back. Now you said the Underground Railroad. Are you talking about um, WBAI, the the Underground Railroad? Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: That's
0: popped That popped in my mind. I was like, it's crazy that I've probably never crossed paths with you because I used to volunteer up there back in the days, back in the early 2000s You well, that that's crazy. I mean, it, it might have been. I mean, you know. We that was
1: we, but well, we had the show from ninety nine till about two thousand eleven. Okay. So we 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 probably did probably cross past and just didn't you know probably didn't know each other back then you know but you know but but you know what if if you came to BAI, BAI catered to in a Harvard like a certain kind of people and yeah. you know what I'm saying like people of substance. So obviously if you were up there. I know you're cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dope, dope,
0: dope. Yeah, my professor had a sh- had a show there, and I would come up there. Well, you were Jay um, J- J Smooth, right? He he did that's, the show? That's correct, yep. Okay, so you were part of that show? Yep. Yeah, I was oh, one of the resident DJs. Dope, dope. Wow. And I remember yeah. Seven Heads, too. I wasn't fully invested, you know, in, in knowing a lot about the label at the time, but it definitely crossed my mind, Saint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mski, talk to me about your history. You know, I got a chance to read a little bit about you, and I saw that um, you know, you had a connection to DJing back in the days, and you probably do that still. Um, if you could bring me up to speed, but let me know a little bit about how your journey from like DJ to MCing came to be.
1: Well, uh, I'll just say um. The whole hip-hop bug hit me in 1982 when I heard Planet Rock on the radio. It, it just messed my whole head up. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if you know the history of Africa Bambaataa, but he kind of uh, emulated you know, who Sun Ra is.
0: Yes, I'm familiar with Sun Ra.
1: Okay, so he was, he was into the idea of energy and communication with other energy forces and stuff. And of course, you know, the Soul Sonic Force, that was that, that whole idea. But Planet Rock, when I heard it, I was like, yo, this is next level. <laughs> and, um, you know, I started rhyming first because it was like, you know, you catch the groove, and I didn't really have equipment until... I got my first pair of turntables in 1986, but Planet Rock came out in 82, so, you know, I was rhyming, you know, with, with little crews and stuff once, once people started to understand what was happening. I, I'm from the suburbs. I didn't really grow up in the city, but um, like I said, just hip-hop, it, it, it touches anybody anywhere, and it definitely did that for me. So I started writing in 82, um, started DJing in 86. And I've just loved both ever since because, I mean, I'm the type of guy, I mean, when I, when I was in high school, I was a straight, I was a straight nerd, man. Like, I, I really didn't fit in with a lot of people. And I always, you know, fell back on my music because music was always like, yo, my comfort zone. And um, I guess because of that nerdism coming up, um i just developed a, a dedication and a love for music and you know between the rhyming and the djing like i just i just took it under my wing and of course you know you're growing up listening to mr magic and red alert on the radio and you, i'm living you know the, the evolution of hip-hop all throughout the years where well, i went to school in north carolina we got involved with the radio station down there um uh was was running with some crews down there so you know i've always been doing it um you know and nineties I tried to get a deal unsuccessfully, but turns out a lot of those demos that I made back then have now since been released by labels that are up to date and, you know, all that all the stuff finally got released. So wow. I'm just a forever student. I'm a forever student of the game. Um I'm I don't want to say I'm the most humble cat you can find because there's a lot of humble dudes out there. But seriously, like I don't really I don't get excited about anything anymore. And I always just believe like Just keep working. If I do, if we do a joint, I'm not sitting there and gloating like, yo, this is high. Yo, I got to let people hear this. Yo, it's done. Bam. On to the next joint. Because the more joints you put out, people don't understand. It's almost like, it's almost like a lottery. You're not just going to make one track and all of a sudden it's going to be a hit. Mm -hmm. You know, um, some of the greats have made so many, uh, great pieces of music, but they had to make a lot of stuff before that one thing kind of brought them into the forefront and i think um you know i i i can i'm pretty sure i can speak to saint but he'll he'll let you know himself um we we're just we always believe like you're only as good as your last project and just keep
0: working you know wow definitely definitely you know i was going to save this question for later but it just makes so much sense to ask it now when i got wind of you guys and i got a chance to actually see what you guys look like you know Like, on first glance, like, I saw that you were an elder brother in the game, right? And I I don't mean anything by, you know, dating your age, right? And- Of course, right, yeah, no. And, but what is so amazing about you guys is that y'all are doing music, like if, you you guys are like artists that literally seem like y'all teleported out of the 90s and is making that music today (laughs) in 2020 you know hey well maybe
1: we are maybe maybe, we are (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so no but you know what i you know let me tell you something i i we've said this in, in other interviews as well it's like we're we're from the 90s but we're not purposely making 90s music there's a certain sound i mean we come from the analog age all right, analog before digital, and analog distinctively has a different sound, and you produce it a different way. But we come from that era, but we're in a digital age now, where a lot of people have maybe adapted a different production style.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it's vibes. It's I mean, you know, Stace plays is. too. It's like he's not one-dimensional. You know what I'm saying? Like he robs, he plays, he produces, and he plays stuff. Beautiful. Like there's um one of one of our joints. Um, I don't know if you you heard it. It was it was on um the last album uh-huh. get up yeah there's a st- at the end of that you'll hear some keys on that that saint playing the fu- playing the keys wow like it's like we we're we're students of a game man it's like Beautiful. music creation a lot of dudes now you know they buy the fruity loops or whatever it's called you know you throw it on throw a couple of sounds in there and you are like yo this is this is banging no it's not the thing is look creation is, is subjective right you can say i can like something but you might not like it but how do you explain going from Tretch of naughty by nature or faro march to the Migos? right like how do you how do you decline that far it's still all creativity but the creativity that went into a, writing a stretch verse where he's saying double entendre's all kinds of craziness and then you get to the simplicity of yeah i don't I just don't understand it, but we come from that school of creativity like yo you gotta make something hot, right. you have to make something that shows that you put effort into it,
0: wow, you know that's so well said too what I really wanted to ask you is like how are y'all so consistent like you guys are not like I said that's why I use the the analogy of y'all kind of teleporting into twenty twenty because you guys are moving consistently with this sound. Like, I don't think, I don't know someone, I mean, I'm not saying that artists like that don't exist, but it's rare to find like an older MC production duo like moving consistently like that, you know, in 2020, if you understand what I'm saying. You know, with that yeah, sound. I
2: think, I, was, you know, there, I think there's other people out there that are emulating or trying to sound like 90s. Right. What happens is... That '90s sound is what we feel and what we like, and what we like to do. A lot mm-hmm. of people treat you know treat this like a business, and they're, they're following trends and they're trying to sound like so and so. What's hot now, this and that. We don't do any of that. We basically just do what we like and what we right. want to do. And if people like it and they want to kind of come along for the ride, then cool. We're not trying to right. you know to to copy anything else or try to sound what's hot at the moment. Right. Um, and what what we feel is that era and that so that sound is going to come out of what we do right right wow that's
0: and, and you
1: know what to add on to add on to that um we are at the point in our lives where we're both family men a lot of dudes mm-hmm. in this hip-hop you know the young cats who probably you know they're just they're young and hungry and they'll yo i gotta do anything to get on me and saint are family men we are you know established in life so you know, we we do stuff when we can, and that's the magic of it, too. It's like, this is kind of, it's kind of effortless at this point, to be mm. honest with you, because it's like, like I might not talk to Saint for re- in reality, like, maybe a month. Like, a month could go by, I'm, not, I'm gonna talk to him. But he'll send me a beat, or he'll have an idea, and I'm always writing. Like, I'm writing every day. Like, I I experiences, you know, it just it just comes, it just flows. But He'll send me a beat, and I'm like, oh, bam, all right. And I'll just find the vibe of what I was writing to that'll fit the, the, the mood of the rhyme that I'm trying to say. And it always works. And we, and we very rarely disagree on, on, on a lot of things, too, which is amazing. You know, this, this, you know, this levels chemistry. to this good people, man. It's not just a name, you know. This is this – is next. We, we, there's, a le- there's levels to the good people. We're good people in life.
0: Wow. We're good
1: people by what we do, by our music. Um we're good people just you know, we look we're a black and white group in a divided society. Yeah. And we work, so how come everybody else can? Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? It there's levels to this.
0: So, you know, when you see the good people, it's a simple statement, but it's really not. You know, you led me right into my next question and look at that. See, it works everything. <laughs> <laughs> you cause I was that, that was the next question that was coming up. The name, like obviously it's a name that speaks for itself, but I'm just curious, like what, like, what was the intention behind the name? How did y'all decide on that? The good people. I'd I come up with the idea because we both had history,
2: uh, in hip hop and dealing with a lot of people within the industry. There's a lot of shady characters, uh, a lot of flaky people. Um, mm-hmm. and I noticed that when we started working together, you know, we were both very passionate about what we were doing. Uh, you know, it's funny. Evsky is the type of dude. is like he's not only on time all the time. He's early. You know, just, it's just, <laughs> like, it, was just it was it was it was just something like you're not used to in hip hop. People just you know that yeah. show without, but doing this and that. And I, you know, I us <coughs> you know, as, as good. You know, we're good people. And right. to be honest, with the, with the industry surrounded by people that you know. It, it could be shady and flaky, um, so that, that's kind of where it started, uh, and it's kind of uh-huh. evolved into other things, as as MC was saying. Yeah. before.
0: Do you guys ever feel any pressure to live up to the name? That's a
2: no, because that's us. That that's too like you. I mean, exactly. You yeah. Go I, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and dig and try to find you know find <laughs> what you want. It's mean, the type of type of people we are.
1: We're
2: not, this is not I mean, you know what? Well, let me let me just let
1: me just throw a dis, <laughs> let me throw a disclaimer out there. What Saints just said. Look. You know, we all have dirt out there somewhere.
2: <laughs>
1: so, mm. something does come up. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're we Mike. See it. See how it works. It's all good. I was just about to even say, even though I, I, <laughs> even though it's bad, it's all good. So, yeah, man. It's like, I, I don't have anything to hide. I mean, look, I told you I was a nerd in high school. I just I loved music ever since I could. I mean, even before I heard Planet Rock. Like my dad used to tape. He used to have a reel to reel recorder and he would tape like the top songs of the urban radio stations every year. And I was fascinated by just what he had on those tapes. And, you know, I grew up with a lot of soul music, um, you know, disco, um, uh, Latin music. So, you know, hearing all this stuff and just that just helped form my love for the soul and the spirit of music. And that's another thing that, you know, me and Saint put into, we put a lot of. Soul and spirit into every song that we do because you, you you're guaranteed when you listen to a good people song a song is going to take you somewhere you know what i'm saying like it's not it's not you just put on a song and it's like general energy
0: like there's there's different levels of the energy and and it, it could take you to different places i don't know does that make sense no that makes total sense because yeah i experience it right <laughs> and i listen See? to you guys there yeah. you go yeah right wow so from this point, what I, what I like to do in my interviews is I like to reference lines from artists in, in some of their music. So being that you MC are the one that does a lot of the, the, the you know, the rapping and the MCing on the albums, the, the questions will be for you. However, um, Saint, definitely feel free to chime in in terms of your thoughts on the questions as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. yeah. So on the good for nothing LP, Emski, you have a line where you say, and everybody likes something, but too many people making music like frontin'. That means majority rules, meaning it's marketed to billions of consumer buffoons. And that's and, and you say, and that's you. If you feel a bad way about it, your perception mm-hmm. of the credible standard is clouded. What causes someone's perspective of the credible standard in hip hop to be clouded? Uh,
1: Not having an open mind to all different kinds of music, like all different kinds of styles, I should say. Um, You have to be a versatile player in the world. Period. So, I feel the same way about people with music. If you're, let me let me start again. People who are normal, normal everyday people. They, they they have access to the radio. Like it's easy access. You just turn the knob and it's on in your car. Right mm-hmm. now, the stuff that's being played on that's, that's being produced and played on the radio. It's all packaged, uh, specific sound. Every song needs to sound similar, the same. When you mindlessly listen to stuff like that, it doesn't serve any purpose. It's, it's, it's dumbed down music it doesn't serve your spirit or your soul there. Obviously it, you know, a a commercial radio station is not for everybody, but at the same time it is. So if that is the case, then balance the music out. Why not play some good people um, alongside the Migos Mm. alongside little brother alongside Drake, you know what I'm saying? Like there needs to be a certain level of accountability for the music that you produce and for the program directors that you put on the air to give people a steady diet of, you, you, you feel a certain way about good people, music, right? When you heard our music, you were like, yo, this is amazing. Definitely. I don't really think you get the feeling from the feeling that you get from our music. You're not going to get it anywhere on that other commercial radio. And that means you're missing out. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if, if you feel a bad way about it, that's you. Like you yeah. have to understand that you have to take a certain responsibility for the music that you're creating and also the music that you're putting out because people are soaking it up. What I what I see now is people need they need uh, music to motivate them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Not just not just ear candy, like, oh, this is, this is a great tune. No. Talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Make right. them feel it. Because I think then when you when you hear
0: music that way or when you serve music of purpose, it, it benefits everybody more. Right. Wow. You know, when when I read the line or when I heard the line, it, it reminded me of a conversation that I've had before, and it, it tends to come up whenever I'm talking to someone about conscious or thought-provoking hip-hop. Not not to label it, but you kind of get what I'm saying. The I, I'll hear people say things like, well, I don't want to listen to that when I'm in the club. And what would go through my mind would be like, well, the club is only a small percentage of your life. A fraction of that, you know, especially in COVID, right? Right. In the COVID era. Um, But it it made me, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, why is it such a pushback for conscious hip-hop or hip-hop with a message or hip-hop that's relatable to the everyday person to be such a like thing that people people frown upon you know um generally
1: let uh, let me tell you it's a
0: drone mentality
1: it's a drone mentality when you have people who just want to go to the club and hear the same shit they hear in the car on the way to the car getting ready to go to the party you're playing the same songs over and over again you know what i'm saying it's it's a drone mentality and it's like people need to snap up out of that man it's just not healthy yeah (laughs) it's not healthy at all
0: it's one of those things that um i'm not sure what the solution is but it's just always interesting when it comes up you know like the the idea of it not even being a reality to think like that in, in, that in my humble perception it's like even if you want to say you you like that music for a particular time the fact is that that music tends to be showcased majority of the time through the mainstream media networks or through the you know the, right. the commercial networks so right. it's it's it's, right. it's not even being showcased in the the balanced reality on the on the commercial airwaves. You know, like no. it's continuously right. playing. Yeah. If you get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So my next question uh goes into another line from um the Good for Nothing LP. I think this is the track the the name of the track is escaping me, but it's the track I believe that you are featured on with Large Professor. Everybody everybody in the place. Everybody, yep, that's it. Correct. You say um See, age is the issue of division. The young and the OGs clash on the philosophies, but we're supposed to be connected by the elements to roll on a few goals set in by the veterans. When you say elements, what do you mean exactly? And how, how did we get disconnected from those elements?
1: The elements of hip-hop, um, peace, love, unity, and having fun. And also graffiti, breakdancing, like it's it's hip-hop culture. If you don't understand what hip-hop culture is, then you're not going to be able to respect the culture. If you're involved in this hip-hop, mind you that as we go forward in time, hip-hop will evolve. And you just have to respect quality creativity, I believe. I, I, I think that you have to be honest and I think there are a lot of yes-men in hip-hop, and that's what keeps bad music alive, is yes-men. You know, they're afraid to tell somebody, yo, that sucks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, every joint is not going to be dope. Well, if it's a good people joint, it's different. But everybody's not going to have, every, you know, dope joints, every
0: joint that they do. So you just keep you keep working at it. Got it, you know? got it. You know, you there, the the other part to it is, you know, you say... um. The goals set by by the veterans, right? What what were those mm-hmm. goals that, that you because I you know I always talk with my co-host A-level, and he, he always talks about a time where hip hop just kind of went in a different direction. Is there a time frame that you could you you could think back to where if you had to look at that time frame to say, okay, this is the time frame where hip-hop just straight off? Uh, from...
1: 1997. 1997. I
0: think that's the time frame he says, too.
1: 1997. Yeah. That's when... <laughs> that's when Puff came in and, you know, that whole dad boy thing took off and right. then Timbaland came in and it just, it just changed the sound, the dynamic. It changed everything about what hip-hop was. I mean, basically, the culture got used uh, and there was, a, there, was a, there was a great split I remember this. Saint can actually vouch for this. There was a split between you went the commercial route or you traveled and and listened to uh, groups like the loop pack and the bums and the juggernauts. Like there was a great split. You either went right or you went left. And for me, like back in that time period, like I used to be on the radio, but I used to do parties too. And house parties, you're not going to play like a lot of, like really really deep stuff so I knew how to spin that commercial stuff and it was cool it worked but once I saw that you have to be diverse and just love other kinds of music and spin other styles of music because then I started to travel internationally and you know they listen to a different style of music over there so if you really want to be successful in that, in that game you have to be prepared so I think it comes, to, it comes down to versatility
0: dope dope so my next question for you is in relation to the track "Higher." This is from the, the Good For Nothing LP again. You say it's ill how people that chill and never struggle see the hungry as the crazy deranged caught in a bubble. Like I said, either mm-hmm. of you could answer this question. It could be you, um, Emski, or Saint. You could give your, your, your perspective on this. My question for you is, is it possible for someone who might have had a bias or false perspective on another group of people to change their mind without ever stepping out of their familiar environment? Do you feel like that's possible?
1: Uh, I'm going to get deep for a second. Yes, it is possible. And I say that because I watched a documentary on members of the white Aryan nation that left the life they left Mm. because they saw the 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 super despair that a lot of these these people live in it's 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 basically bigotry is self-hatred you hate yourself so much that you want to hate other people just because you hate yourself and it was so deep to hear him say that like the dude this dude had tattoos he's like yo i'm not in the life anymore i just realized that that perspective is is some different shit, and he changed. And there was a couple of people like this. So if you can change somebody like that, basically, what doesn't allow change is there's a lot of influence with crews. You know, it's ever since you know we have we all have a, a social media platforms in our hands. If somebody's always following somebody, you know what I'm saying? You don't take time to make your own decisions. A lot of people don't anyway. Right. You don't. You understand what I mean? Yes.
0: Yes. So
1: it's 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 they don't they don't they
0: don't connect for themselves. They're connected with things because of other people. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and the reason why I asked the question is because obviously the time that we're living in right now with so much happening, you know, that is consistently affecting us as different races, socially, politically, you know, it raises the question: Like, is that even possible, right? Because some people, even with like social distancing right now, people are not coming together like they would have been before, right? Prior to the pandemic, so I'm I'm wondering: Like, is it possible for people to still be in their bubble and be affected? You know, be a, be be changed for the better? You know? But, well, yeah. Like I said, like our, I said uh, at the beginning.
1: We, you know, I'm black Saint is white. Right. We coexist. We get along. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't live with Saint, but you know, it's just like like we we have a chemistry and an understanding of, of of things. You know what I'm saying? And if if we can figure it out, and we come from different backgrounds, I'm not understanding why people are selling other people on the on the idea that okay, well, you know, black is bad and white is good, and you should separate the two, especially with you know, the president that we have right now, I just don't understand why people can't figure it out. There are interracial relationships all over the place Mm. that work and they work for years. Um, whole families. Look, I look, I'm, I'm a very opinionated person. I have a lot of opinions about a lot of different things. And, you know, as a black man, you know, there are certain things that I'm going through right now that St. Isn't going through. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. But Saint Saint understands the situation. He understands what's going on because he sees with his eyes. Mm-hmm. And he has uh, black people that he has as friends that he cares about to want to know what's going on. Or stay abreast of the situation. When people don't want to know, listen, ever since in 2016 when Trump got elected, unfortunately, I lost a lot of friends from high school that I was mad cool with. But politics separates and brings truth out of people. Mm. And, it's, and I think it's a healthy thing. The same thing happened now. As we're getting closer to the election, I just get people popping up on my social media timelines and just firing different shots. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Without any basis of what they're talking about or just not using their common sense and seeing that there's a problem outside. Black people are getting shot. You don't see white people on the news mm-hmm. begging for, for it to stop. Do you ever? Mm. It's a consistent problem. So be, back to the point, being saying a black and white group, but I think it's so important for people to see that, in my opinion, right. because it's like, yo, this, this works. These dudes put out dope music, and they're an interracial group, and it, it's, it's dope. This is a dope concept. It works for, it works for many different things. Right. That's, just, that's my belief.
2: Yeah, I think you know. I think a lot of people. It's got. It, it has to be possible that, say, you
1: know, you're a white person,
2: and you you hang out for the first time with a whole group of, say, black people or Spanish, you know, Latinos, or whatever. There's no way you're gonna find somebody in there that you know f- f- something that you could relate to and, and find interesting. Right. But you're not gonna hate all that. You know what? You're not out there trying or, or trying to meet people like that or getting right. into those situations. So you just automatically. Or going by whatever was say. No way. I, mean, it, it, I guarantee any any race or religion, whatever you're gonna meet somebody you like out of there. And you're gonna find and, and you're gonna find out that you can't make a black statement about a, a race or, or religion
0: like that. Right. Right. Right, right, right. Well said. Thanks for for, for sharing that as well, Saint. In in your song mm-hmm. Self Destruct, you, you guys repeatedly say in the hook, well you yourself, Emski, you say in the hook, I will not self destruct. And The phrase, I will not self-destruct, made me think about the brother that was recently shot a number of times in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, uh, Jake Blake. Uh You know, uh, definitely um, prayers of healing for him and his family right now. But, you know, the video, there was a video going around on social media. I feel like I I got wind of it yesterday or a day before. And I tried to watch it. Now I didn't even want to watch it to be honest with you. But I hit play and then I stopped before, you know, the shooting could take place. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I stopped is because I knew I didn't want to experience the visual trauma. Mm-hmm. And I know how I get, you know, I feel like I'm just just like any human being, I'm I'm touch I'm in that's in touch with their feelings. Like, I know that's Uh going to affect me. So my question with this whole idea of I will not self-destruct related to this situation and just everything that's been going on, how do we keep ourselves from self-destructing despite the numerous tragedies that come about as a result of police brutality and acts of racial injustice? How do we keep ourselves um... from being desensitized and self-destructing with all of this stuff.
1: I feel like you need to occupy your mind with um, a multitude of things that, that just keep your mind busy. Because an idle mind is a devil's workshop. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, you got to keep your mind right. Even in a quarantine. You know, um, you're in a house with other people, kids. Uh, you can't get away as much as you probably want to. Um, it can definitely be overwhelming. Um, I actually went by my job the other day. I mean, my job's still closed down, but I went by there to pick something up and I saw a couple of my coworkers and, you know, the stories that people share, everybody's going through the same thing. You know, you're, i I know several relationships that have kind of, uh, you know, hit the rocks because of this quarantine, because they're not used to being in the house with each other. You know what I mean? So it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, that's that's the only example that I can,
0: I no, can give you. That's great. That's great. Uh, very you well. You so. I always took I
2: was, I was took that as society, that, you know, especially for African Americans and Black people, it's set up to try to get them to fold. You know, it, the, the cards are against them in so many situations, and it just you know, it's just kind of like a, a, an affirmation. Like I'm not I'm not going to allow that to, to break me down. I mean, that, that's what I, I get from
1: you know right yeah I, I could dig it
0: i will not self
1: i will I, I will not self-destruct i will not bow and sell out to get a buck yes yo mm-hmm. but i don't want to be stuck you know you got to keep that keep it moving forward man. yeah moving so crazy
0: yeah don't
1: self-destruct man keep it keep it level yeah keep it level that's another reason why like i said earlier i don't I keep, I keep it very zen now because I know certain things ruffle with my feathers and I don't have the luxury of using that energy on other things that really don't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I focus on what matters now.
0: Especially as a family man, which you yes, guys both are. Most definitely. Yeah. Yes. Now, on a lighter note, because it was a little heavier... I, <laughs> I could go there sometimes with the interviews, but I feel like um your music yields that type of conversation because you speak about some really, you know, thought-provoking topics, Emski. Yes. Well, hey, yeah. Now, Saint, you're usually not on a lot of verses rapping. Mm-hmm. But when you do, you certainly have a strong presence. How do you choose? I which, that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you choose which tracks you're gonna spit on?
2: Um. Well, for one, I probably do it if if I set a beat to him and he already written three verses. And I'm like, all right, the song's filled up already. <laughs> I don't know who to get on. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's to happen. Slide. <laughs> um. Uh. You know, so, so certain beats uh, speak to me. You know, a lot of times, usually he's Msky's writing his verses first for the songs. Um, he'll sometimes he'll say something that that'll spark something in me that I want to write and I want and I, I want to get my message out on that topic mm-hmm. um, and I will put some down to that. I like you know I like to look at it as like he you know Emski's more the, the the forefront of the group. I like to play the background more, you know, uh, and which is you know kind of you know indicative with the with beats is playing the background to the right. MC. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you know I look at it that way that you know it's I want him to be more of the Face of the group, I guess you could say. The, we both are. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's that's just kind of the, the kind of role I like to play. So, wow. I, wa- I, want, I, want, him, I want him to get more of the, the, the mic time.
0: <laughs> okay. I can see that. I can see that you're kind of like a behind the scenes kind of dude. But it's always cool to kind of. I like. I don't. I never know when when a track is going to come on where you're spitting. I feel like a lot of times it ends up you end up being like. At the end of the at the end of the song. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah, kinda like on I the creep. I don't, I don't yeah. You kinda like creep in there as a, as an for. MC, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. i I d I don't want to be like the in the spotlight of the song, but I like yeah. to add something to it. So it's, all, it's all getting on. <laughs>
2: definitely,
0: Basically. definitely. And it works. It, it works. I mean, I guess it helps that you're the actual person crafting the beats, but when mm-hmm. when i do hear you it fits like it just it works it always works yeah
2: yeah i've, yeah. I've heard from a lot of people that just like that us together is just i mean you know not too bone home but just words other people say it's just we, we sound so dope together it just really works right. everything the right whole vibe, the, the vocals the beats everything just works and uh, i love mm-hmm. to hear
0: that wonderful yeah. wonderful now the music is very boom bap soulful. It reminds me a lot of the, as I said, the mid '90s, early '90s. It's interesting because you, you you guys have large pro on that on that album that you guys released last year, and, because your sound is very familiar to his. Like, you know, um, yeah. like that whole Pete Rock sound. Like it, it just it just rem- makes me reminisce of that sound. Uh, for you specifically, Saint, when you're crafting these beats where are you able to constantly draw the inspiration from to create this vintage sound in, in
2: 2020? Uh, I mean, for one, to be honest, I don't listen to a lot of new stuff and, and I don't even know if it's so much so I don't get moved by that and inspired by new stuff just to keep the old stuff. But I, I, I'm usually going back and listening to old stuff. Cause that's, I don't know. That's just what I enjoy more. And, just like I said, I'm, I'm doing when I when I get on when I get on the board to do something. It's, I'm doing what I feel, and it, it come, That's the way it comes out. <laughs> it comes out with that sound. I don't, I wouldn't want to try and, and, and make some other sound uh, or something that's a little more contemporary just to do it. Just because it's, I know it's not it's not going to come out right. Cause, and if if I'm not having fun doing it, enjoying it, I don't even want to do it. Mm. So I'm just I'm doing what what I want to do, and it, it happens to be on the same page, the same you know, uh, say like you know wavelength as as, as M ski, so it works out.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So I definitely want to talk to you all now about the Starting Five project that you guys released not too long ago. I feel like it was released in June, right? Am I correct in the in the month? Uh, yeah, right. Was that right? Like June? Was June. Yeah, June. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's the freshest project <laughs> that the good people have under their belt. Obviously, it, it features some other artists uh, as Horror City, Carter P., and Quentin Gilmore. Tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about this project. How did, you know, you guys form this starting five, this this collective <laughs> for this yeah, project? Yeah, uh, so
2: what happened was, um i got invited to go down to a radio show called flip the script radio who were that's like our family we're friends with them and they would have this dude called p the they were like yo yo i like this dude called a piece listen to him i think you would like like him you know so i checked it out and i didn't realize that he was from a group called the and he had another name by the obvious wonder who i was a big fan of back back in like the late 90s underground scene so i was like oh my like, yo I, yeah yeah now he's you know he's doing stuff again i would like to meet him so i, can't, I went through met with him and we just clicked from there. And then during around that same time, when uh, we put out the good for nothing album, we had a horror city who, uh, through somebody else came and performed at our album release party. Uh, and he, I know I know his stuff from Prince Paul and back in the days. And he did stuff on the, um, on the uh, was what, was the, it the Prince, of Prince of amongst Steve's album? album? Yeah, Prince amongst D's Yeah, D's. so I you know I knew him from that, and then you know he kind of went on a hiatus and he came back. Plus, he's a, he's a fellow Long Island uh, artist as well. So uh, we became cool, uh, and then it just so happened, you know, like a coincidence that the label that that put that we put out Starting Five, they put out a Carter P Project and a DJ Project and a Horror City Project, so we're all kind of connected through that. So. We were like, you know, we should do something together. Uh, Carter, Hard City, me, I'm like, and then anytime I want to, you know, it's some kind of music. I got to get him ski involved. <laughs> I kind of I, I pulled the like, you know, we got to make this a good people thing. And he's like, all right. And then uh, <laughs> Gilmore is is somebody that that Carter knows, and I thought he was interesting because. A lot of us are older cats but he's younger he i mean he's almost like half our age he's like early 20s yeah um, you
0: can hear it in you, his voice listen, too if, yeah when he's lined yeah up it, with it is, yeah you hear his guys, style
2: so. his style is different yeah. and if you listen to his other music his stuff is more modern and it doesn't sound like you know it's not boom babish at all but he can still get on something like that and and i like the idea of having somebody younger generation getting down with the veterans who, you know, but could show that you can still rock over beats like this, and he did, and he sounded good. I think he added something to to the group. So I mean, that that's basically how the, it was. Five of us, all New Yorkers. So we're like, you know, we start, we're starting five for the you know the home team.
0: Yeah, and I, I I like the um the 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 Knicks theme going on with it. There's a, I think there's a track on there that's called like what is it called Boom Bap New York or something like that. I probably New York, bars. New York bars. I'm yeah, New York out. bars. New, New York bars. <laughs> Where did huh? I get boom bap? New York. <laughs> I mean, that's what the sound <laughs> I guess because of what it sounds like, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. New York bars. Um, tell me a little bit about, like, when you when you think about New York hip hop, and I, I like that story that you tell about how you brought all these guys together. When you think about New York hip hop today, I feel like it's pretty scattered. You know, you got so many different people from New York doing different types of sounds, you know? Yeah. But, look, I mean, I think, New,
2: you know, New York at one time had its own sound. Like, when you heard it, you knew this this, this dude was this a New York MC. There's a lot of dudes now that if they're influenced by so much other stuff. that New York's lost its sound. Um, mm-hmm. And yep. I don't even know if New York has a sound. Like, I don't think there's other areas that are trying to sound like new york even anymore which is is, is kind of sad <laughs> you know it just completely lost the sounds right and 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 this is where you know the epicenter of where it started yeah uh but like, like you it, say though i think we definitely represent that sound still one of the few
0: i was just about to say that like you guys if i had to say there was a new york sound and it is not there's no one new york sound but your sound is authentic to that new york sound that i that I grew up in on, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask, like, how do we bring that sound back or just get back to that essence? Like, what do you think it would take in 2020 to get back to that essence? The starting 5. Pe- ah, nice, yeah, nice yeah, answer. Yeah, there you
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think like more on a, on a commercial level. It would take people to care. Nobody cares <laughs> anymore, you know? No, right. Um, yeah, yeah, And, uh, maybe people especially a younger generation don't even really know about it don't even care to go back i see a lot of these these new dudes are even disrespectful to people it's, not, it's, not, it's one thing to not know your history but they're just disrespectful to them even mm. uh and that's just you mm-hmm. know that's that that whole like that whole mentality of you know just being uh whatever you know you know you being a badass or whatever and mm-hmm. you know you, so you, you go along with that but um you know, with because of that, I just just lost its respect.
1: the to was saying is what add on to what's saying is what what saying, saying, the afterlife is overseas. And I, I that's how that's how we've managed to kind of maintain any kind of uh you know not desire because we always, we love to do this, but I can't find a word right now, but you know what I'm saying. It's like you we, we they they keep us driven to make music because they respond to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before the COVID hit, like we had a chance to go over to do, uh, we, there were plans for us to go over and do um, some kind of festival or something. And I, I've been over there to festivals that I've DJed at them. And it's like, it's a dream because it's the most people that you've ever been on stage wow. in front of. It's like that like country size of people um, and the big stages and stuff. So we had a chance to do that. And again, you know, the, the COVID messed that up. But overseas appreciates the culture. There's certain pockets where you, where you know where to find it. I mean, obviously, commercial hip-hop is all over the world. I have to make that clarification. Right. But, you know, underground hip-hop, when you find it in other parts of the world, they have a great respect for the New York sound or just the history of New York. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I, that's what keeps us driven to do this because we know that there are people out there that are like, yo, keep making this sound. This is dope. What you're doing, I appreciate it. And they go and they show and prove by buying your stuff and then posting it up online. I mean, I I really think that that's phenomenal. Like when you can put out, especially a piece of wax, like putting out digital stuff is is pretty easy nowadays, but if you can accomplish having your music pressed up by somebody and it's really high grade and there's a package that most people aren't used to packages now, it's like everything is MP3 file, wave file. There's no physical thing you can hold, but if you're, productions turn up and you can say hey yo oh you make music oh look this is what i've done bam you put it in the hand it's like oh wow you know what i'm saying It, it, it 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 keep it puts you in a different light when you can you can you can do that you know what i mean
0: yeah no that makes a lot of sense and i've heard the the sentiments about you know overseas and just that 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 idea of the support being so strong over there for the type of sound that you guys do, that authentic New York hip hop sound. So it makes a lot of sense. Saint, I wanted to ask you, you know, while we're still on this topic of New York, you're from Long Island. And mm-hmm. Long Island I feel like Long Island somehow gets underappreciated sometimes in terms of the the history that is made, you know, in hip hop from artists that come from that area talk to me a little bit about i mean you have everyone from de la soul to public enemy to P E P M D. epmd you know mm-hmm. just the list goes on man in terms of long island staple in hip-hop talk to me a little bit about you know your influence in hip-hop coming from the the you know the island in long island yeah you know
2: it's funny i mean i'm thinking about it. And- I was thinking about it lately. I mean, looking back at it, when you were growing up in it and you saw these artists that were coming out from, you know, just towns away from you, um, it seems like you were proud of it, but it seemed fairly normal. But, I mean, thinking back, I don't, you know, you, there's probably so many other parts of the country that no MC's ever come out of. Uh, you know, like, you know, almost like, complete states that you, like, never hear from MCs. And we got, like, some of the best, like, you so, said, you know, Public Enemy, Cam, De La, Biz Marquis, all that. them. Uh, EPMD, um, is you know, definitely something that you're proud of. And when you hear something like that, and you hear groups like that, if you're, if you're going to go out and you're going to represent Long Island, you you that's a high bar yeah. <laughs> that you're going to have yeah. to go out and, and kind of mm-hmm. you know re- represent with. And you, you don't want to embarrass yourself because uh, you're going to be compared to people to people from there. So you, you know, if right. they, like I said, they set a high bar. I think there's something to be said about. The uh, you know the the geography I guess of, of Long Island it, it's it's New York but it's more laid back than the city right. um, and I think that that created that the, the, you know some of the styles and, and and the type of music that that came out of there it was just uh, kind of a it's like a perfect mixture to make yeah. to make something dope you know so yeah you know, uh, so I, yeah, you know I, I, we're real proud of that I'm proud to say that you know I've been living in Jersey. For uh, about three years now, I lived in Harlem four years, Queens before that. But I spent, grew up most of my life in Long Island, and that and that's what I represent, no yeah. matter where I live.
0: One one thing I gotta say is consistent, it, you know, in, in terms of Long Island's place in hip hop history, is is lyrics. Like you, you know, you got diverse styles, but one thing is that they're all on point with the lyrics, you know what I mean? So, that, <laughs> as I'm thinking about L.I., I'm like, wow, like, you know, it it, it resonates in that way. You know so, what, I, and I don't, I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but I think Long Island has a good education
2: system. And I think it, it breathes a lot of intelligent people. And it, and it, and it comes out in, in MC's lyrics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that that's a fact, or not, but right, right, right. I, I feel but like that might—it's might something, something to, to think with... about.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, so let me see—I still got a couple more questions for you all. So there's a song called on on the um, Starting Five project. You guys—is is it is it being called an EP or, or just a project? How are you guys labeling the Starting yeah, Five? Yeah, it's an EP. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's called an EP because then it has like the instrumentals as well. I gotta say. Mm-hmm. I love the horns on something's happening. The beat is mm-hmm. nostalgic. I think the horns is what really makes this, like, it, it makes it come alive. But the beat is nostalgic. The sound is soulfully energetic and motivating, right?
1: <laughs> Ski,
0: you got a line on there where you say, put in the work like weight on the scale so you can get yourself free from the stress of non progress. Now, Usually when we think about stress, it's usually related to like trauma or some type of pain an individual is going through, you know, some type of hurt, you know. But we usually don't think about stress in terms of lack of progress. Right. You know, Uh um, how do you guys break procrastination when it shows up in your lives? What are some common things that you usually, you know, do to break the non-progress?
1: Oh, wow. That's a, that's, that's a very, very good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I am a procrastinator to a degree, but I think I also get a lot of stuff done. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't feel like getting up to get the remote right now, but give me about five minutes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, I am a procrastinator, but yet I I I have to get things done because I'm a I'm a responsible parent. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes any sense, but man, that makes sense. That's that's what that's
0: what I'm going with. <laughs> Listen, being a parent and putting that word responsible next to the name is a reason that will always work in my book. <laughs> so that hey, makes man. sense. And you yeah. know what?
1: And 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 as as an MC dad, I feel like you know. Writing lyrics that will, since we're making useful music, I figure write lyrics that when people listen to it, they can take something from it every time they listen to it, whether casually listen to it or not. We go, you know, earlier we talked about dancing and, you know, the club, if people just want to hear music, you can dance to good people's stuff. Like, it's, it's banging. Yes. Like, mm. if you throw it on, a DJ cut it up, you're like, yo, what's this? You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we make music like that. But because <laughs> you know, of the production style, you know yeah. because you know, because of the production style, it's like ah i don't I don't know if I like this <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's funny like, yeah, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you're listening to this interview, I guess, and you've never heard good people's stuff, you're probably picturing just you know very serious, maybe possibly dark type of beats, it's just it's not it's you know it, it a lot of people consider us you know more upbeat uh you know with the production style, while saying conscious and important things and 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 good content over it um so yeah i I don't see yeah i don't see why you couldn't even dance to 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 the stuff we do
0: (laughs) i'm so glad that you said that saint because that's a good point right like obviously i'm not playing any music right now for people to hear but i think that speaks even more to the quality of your music like you could you could get both feelings, right? You could get the feeling of Mm -hmm. you guys are saying something meaningful in your music, but it also, it's also delivered in a way that is easy on the air is um, like you said, you can dance to it. You can vibe to it. You can zone out to it. You know, it's Mm kind of, you know, when you when I think about it, like I feel like that's I don't know if you guys I'm pretty sure you guys have heard the Nas album by now, the new Nas album, yes. and it's it I get mm-hmm. that same vibe, like it's it's very you get that vibe, that soul vibe, that relaxed vibe, but there's some there's some important stuff being said in the lyrics.
2: Mm. So yes, I, okay,
0: I, I like that you 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 brought that out, Saint, because I, I do want listeners to know, like even though. You know, my questions are a little, some of my questions are a little serious for you guys based on some of the, mm-hmm. you know, the the lyrics. Your music really does have an easygoing vibe to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people kind of, people,
2: people compared the, the, the For Nothing album to like a modern day Midnight Marauders, Tropical Quest. Yes,
0: yes. That type
2: of film, which yeah. is super high praise. Yeah. Uh, but it was yeah. the same thing, you know? It's like the, the, the music is, is, it's a little bit bouncy it's easy to too, but you see, you know, some
0: over it. So. Right, that I think that's what made um, Tribe Called Quest and the native tongue so popular, right? Um, and so successful because they bridged the the two together, the meaningful words mm-hmm. yes. and the sound. But go ahead, uh, Emski. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm
0: good. I'm good. Oh, okay, I thought you was gonna say something else. Okay, great, great, great. So, um, on the track, hear me out. The, 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 it's a single you put out I think you guys put it out in April this year The hook emphasizes The idea of being true to yourself Why do you guys think It's so difficult for some artists To just be themselves Today
1: nah. I
2: think like I, I mentioned this earlier I think A lot of people look at this as a business They're, figure, they're figuring out mm-hmm. what's, what, you know, what they could do To put themselves in the best position what has to be done it it it, it takes away from the art and and the enjoyment of doing it and i think that's that's you know what we mean by that yeah got it
0: yeah i mean it's one of those topics that tend to come up a lot and it, it i feel like it does the artist a disservice in the long run it might work for them temporarily, and I think you guys touch on this on that song as well. Like, you know, it might it might work for you right now, but it'll come back to bite you, you know, in the future. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah,
1: mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, yeah, look, been- you know, we we all have trials and tribulations, you know, we go through in life, and those are your, those are your learning experiences, and you're supposed to learn from certain things. I mean, say then again, I mean, what what dictates learning? People, different people learn different things at different times, but. The fact is progression to keep
0: a progression of learning so you become more intelligent in your decisions.: <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Now, you, you guys spoke earlier about the huge support that you get from overseas. In this time of the pandemic and you know tours being canceled, live shows not happening, how have you guys been able to transition? your, you know, your, your business, your, you know, your business as artists to still thrive, even though a lot of your, you know, your support might come through tours and physical happenings in, you know, overseas? How are you guys able to still thrive in a time like this? Yeah, me personally, I don't
2: look at success is, you know, equals money, or something that's monetary, uh, oh, when it comes to, you know, our music. Uh, so oh. if it's cutting out, you know, certain situations or opportunities where we're going to make money, that doesn't mean we're not being successful at that time. I mean, success is to me, is people, fi- you know, reaching out to people, seeing that people are listening, getting feedback from people, okay. um, oh, well. see, you know, go going on, you know, the, the different stream sites and seeing that the views are there. People are listening. Um, and, that, and that's successful. Us. So whether the world is you know, thriving, we can go out and, and do shows, or, which we love. Or if it's shut down, then we're still being successful. People, they're still checking for us.
1: You know what? A, a most recent example of that is um, we just recently did uh, a video for a song for a project we working on with um, this producer called Charlotte Analog Bastard for a song called The Feel. And it features Master Ace. Now, Master Ace obviously is some you know, leg- legendary in this game. And he actually, you know, when he came through, he was like, yo, I really like the song. And he just he said that a number of times. So for a peer, somebody in the game that's established, for them to give you gen- genuine pr- genuine props like that, like, yo, I really like this song. Because I'm pretty sure he gets called to do a lot of songs. And sometimes you don't like the track, but somebody paid you to be on a joint, so you're going to rhyme on it. Yeah. But he he legitimately was like, yo, I, I love the songs. When we left, he was like, yo, good luck with the song. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't have to do that. He's going to be like, yo, I right, peace, I'm out. But when you get little things like that from legends or people who are... Because Ace is still out here doing it. Yes, like, he Like, he he's still... Before the, before the COVID, like, he was doing dates, like, you know, with Marco Polo. So... You know, cats like him, Shabam Shadik, uh, Elder Sensei, uh, these are all dudes that are on a grind from back then, and, and it's, it's really great to see them still thriving. I know that they're individual businessmen, which is even more um, amazing, you know what I'm saying? Because they have no team. They're doing everything themselves, and it's, it's really amazing to see. But I think that we, uh, like I said, we, what keeps us going is getting little things like that from people that we respect.
0: Wow. It helps so much. I'm so glad you mentioned Ace because I did an interview with him. I want to say it was last year sometime. And he also said that, uh, you know, his ability to be successful overseas has been really helpful to him as well, you know, in his career. So it it just makes so much sense that you brought him up with what you guys were talking about earlier. Uh Wow. (laughs) Listen, I want to thank you all so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I know... Of
1: course, man. Thank you.
0: We had a little trouble getting you all in on earlier today together, but I think it worked out, and I'm glad that you guys were both able to stay on. Before we get out of here, is there anything else you want the people to know about your Maybe the starting five project or any other things you guys have coming up in the, in the in this year, uh, uh, for the future. I mean, we could throw we could
1: throw a bunch of things out there. Like I said, we have a project with a six song uh, project with a uh, Charlotte Analog Bastard, uh, which is out on September seventh. It's called the album. It's called the EP. It's called the fall the fallback. Okay, that's coming soon, and that features the video with um, Master Ace for the. The single, the feel. Um, There's a crew called the Milk Crate Crew up in Toronto, and we've done a project with them, so that's on the way. I've done some tracks with Milk Crate, that's on the way. Like I said, man, at the beginning of the interview, we work. It's just like we just stay busy. Like I know Saint, but we, like I said, we're both family men too, so you can factor that into the conversation. Right. Like life sometimes gets real, and you gotta put music over here and go over here and do this. But um, I think we, we we've been managing it pretty well. Would you say Saint? Yeah the, yeah, the, think, the old uh, man uh, have
2: been doing it. Like you mentioned, you just heard it over the past couple years or so. Um, we've been around since two thousand six putting stuff out. Uh, so we're gonna put out this project called uh Getting Good Sleep. Yeah, yeah. The project's called Getting Good Sleep from two thousand uh, music from two thousand six to two thousand sixteen. Uh, a lot of people have heard of us as of recent, but they don't know that that decade of our music. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you'll be, as you said, as you say, we're consistent. Yeah. So if you like what you heard now, it's kind of that same feel. So it's probably a
0: lot of music that you don't know about that right. we've done that you, that you can check out. Good, good. Is there a goal that you guys have in mind? Like, where do you guys see yourselves in, like, the next couple of years? I feel like when I think about you all, I just, you guys just exist. But I don't know what you're... (laughs) you're, (laughs) That's funny. That's that's a good way to put it. We're just here. You you guys are here. (laughs) And I know, I know, uh, Emski, you said you guys just, you you guys try not to take things serious. You just go as it goes and it flows. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But do you guys see your your presence as a group growing to a particular place like in the next couple of years like what's what's the vision for good people i think our following is
1: it's it's a gen, it's a generic following it's just like yo we pick up we just we do music we find a way to put it out we are we're, we're making associations along the way shout to mr crumb he does all a lot of the artwork for our albums um you know we meet people a long way and you, you kind of build alliances with certain people and i think once you do that you find a certain a certain family mm-hmm. you know our first label well our second label diggers with gratitude very very cool man and it's like they they appreciate the music um they took great care in packaging pressing up the wax the artwork making sure everything was wonderful like that doesn't really happen anymore because music Mm. is so disposable by just okay let's just do it digitally we don't have to really pay for anything but the artwork for maybe like you know a JPEG or something bam and then you go you put it out right? but these people have have shown dedication to uh, presentation and um, that's a powerful thing man presentation is everything
0: definitely again I want to thank you all so much for being here and being able to do this interview with me. Uh, please of let course, the people man. know where they, where they can find the good people, where they can keep connected with you all so that, um, you know, they can experience the dope music that you guys have to share.
1: Indeed. Um, they can first visit uh, thegoodpeople.bearcap.com That is where you can pretty much get all of our albums uh, dating back to 2006. You can reach us on Facebook at uh facebook.com slash the good Uh on Instagram, we are at the good people. I'm sorry, at the good people hip hop. I'm sorry. Um my Instagram is at djemskee. Saint is uh, at Saint good people. Um, I also have a radio show. Oh, dope. every Friday night on Bushwick Radio, never say never.com. It's called The Pen Joint Show. I play pretty much um, underground, new and old underground and independent hip-hop. Dope. And if anybody remembers uh, Future Flavors Show, yes. uh, Martin Moore and Mayhem, like a lot of these shows in New York City, uh, yeah, I grew up on those shows. And I try to pattern this Pen Joint Show after those shows, like straight bangers. There's no filler records. I mean, I don't do a lot of talking. It's just like, you know, for an hour... From five to six every Friday. It's just like I play. I just play things. I, I've been doing the show for just over two years now. Dope. Yeah, it's 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 a good listen every Friday. Bushwick Radio. Never Say Dot Com. It's called the Pen Joint Show. Um, look out for me soon. I'm doing B Bonner's Radio uh, Labor Day weekend. A two hour set. Shout nice. out to Mister
0: Wall. And Evil D. Shout out to Evil D. Um,
1: yeah. Let's see what else. I think that was it as far as the good people go. Um, our album, The Fall Back, is due out on September 7th. Look nice. out for that. Um, I think we're, doing, we're only doing digital on this. I don't think we're doing wax. And, yeah, I think that's it, man. Thank you again for the interview. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Um, and, um, yeah, man, I love, I love talking hip-hop when people ask real real questions, you know what I'm saying? This is this is a, a great interview. But sometimes people just ask the obvious questions and it's like you don't really want to know anything more than You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you ask good great questions. I I, mean, I I appreciate that. I know Saint does
0: too. Hey man, I appreciate hearing it from you that that's always. You know how you 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 said earlier, you guys said earlier, you know, just like you know, what you heard from Master Ace and just like meeting people like that stuff yeah. is what keeps me going too. you know, um, to hear it. Back. Of course. Whether it's from an artist or even from a listener, like it's just as impactful. So thank you. Thank well, you. Look, for it's, it's, it's effort
1: <laughs> and it's work. It's not just entertainment. There's preparation. Trust me, I know I do a radio. So I've been in radio for years. I've been in, you know, this hip hop game. It's all about preparation and putting in the work for the presentation a lot you of people don't it. understand that yeah. and you have to recognize those elements again here's that here's that word the elements are the fundamentals of things you have to remember the fundamentals of everything yes and um, anyway i can talk for days but no, I, no. I, I i appreciate that was great man i appreciate you
0: that that was great and and, and a wonderful way to close out so thank you for that I want to tell all of our listeners to continue to keep checking for us. Our website is outtheboxmedia.com, O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X, media.com. You can subscribe on our website so you can keep connected with everything we do with our, with our podcast. We even have some shows that do uh, we do go live sometimes on YouTube. So um, our YouTube channel is Out the Box TV. Um, we're on Instagram at Out the Box Media, Twitter at Out The Box Media, Facebook at Out The Box Radio, and Out The Box TV. So as always, remember you can catch these shows on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search for Out the Box Talks. And until the next time, we air our shows every Friday. So I try to get them up by midnight. Sometimes I'm a little later with it, but believe it by Friday, you know, daytime the show would be up. So always remember to check for a new show every Friday. And on that, on that note, again thank you again to the good people, brother Emski and brother Saint. Thank you for being here and Yes peace, sir. Salute. Love and light and be safe. We out. All right.